Diamond Answer Man, episode 14, the AGS A-Set. Welcome to the Diamond Answer Man Show. I'm your host, Jay Christopher Gritz. Our show is dedicated to helping you, that's us, working together, coming up with all these great questions to help us feel confident about our purchases, questions and answers that we use to help us memorialize our special moments when we buy diamonds for anniversaries, engagements, maybe we have jewelry questions, repair or otherwise. I'm here, you're here, we're going to help each other learn more and feel good. If you have any questions, you may phone them in to me at 803-792-1326 or visit my website and on the right-hand side, you can click and send me a voicemail message right from the server, right from the server there. Well, this week I, I've been um, I've been gone a little while. I you know I took a vacation with my family, the first one, and and I would say uh, probably about three to four years. I mean, a real vacation where I went out of town and uh, went to Disney World with my family. We had, we since we've moved to the East Coast. We haven't really been on vacation. It's been three years since I've been out here. And, uh, you know, we went to Disneyland, uh, I guess it was probably about four years ago when we lived in California. And, uh, you know, we had great fun. And this time we took a a trip down there and uh, spent almost a week and a half down in the Disney World, Orlando area, and enjoyed ourselves quite a bit. It was nice to get away, as you know, when when you work and uh, that's what you think about all the time. You kind of need to take a break, you know, to recharge yourself. So anyway, a lot of things have happened here just recently. I, I've been sort of disconnected, you know, for a little while from all the different things I do. But I have been following it. And some crazy things have happened, you know, since uh, the second week and really, the, yeah, into the second week of September. You know, diamond prices, uh, you know, are still holding where they were. I mean... Less than a percent variations from our, our last, you know, few of podcasts. You know, our diamond rough is still at a high. You know, your one carat diamonds, you know, we just talked about, are still trading at about 18% back, uh, you know, from one year ago, roughly plus or minus on that little decimal point at the end. Um, but some goofy things have happened in the news uh, just recently. And, uh, you know, if you followed any of sort of the news that I post, and I, what I do is I, I uh, link to all the different sources around the internet on my news section on the website. And one of the things, and if you follow me on Twitter, uh, one of the things you may have noticed is that, uh, you know, there's been some people that uh, have gone around and uh, done some crazy things like swallowing jewelry in an effort to steal it. And I think that there's that's been happening, you know, in the news here in the United States. But uh, it's also happened over in Asia. And I think that's one of those, you know, anybody who's a thief is is kind of goofy anyway. Um, and, uh, you know, we're talking about personality, enthusiasm, and integrity. Obviously, those individuals have no integrity whatsoever. And uh, thankfully, uh, most of us don't have uh, any, I would hope, or as few as possible persons like that in our lives. Um, I certainly don't. I'm thankful for that. But, uh, you know, the uh, this issue that we had uh, that was reported in the news by AFP and some of the other sources was at a gem exhibition. 
And usually at these gem exhibitions, what will happen is, uh, you know, we also call them shows and they're stalls. If you've ever been to a trade show, it's the same everywhere you go. Some people have fancy booths where they've uh, paid somebody to build uh, almost a room or a fancy exhibit where it looks almost like a museum where they lay out their wares and hope to place orders. And so it's like that all over the world. And uh, in this case, the gentleman was in Sri Lanka, and he's a Chinese gentleman. And um, what he did was he obviously grabbed or uh, you know, had in his hand this uh, one-and-a-half-carat diamond, and then he swallowed it while he was standing at the stall at the annual gem show in uh, Sri Lanka. And um, he swallowed it, and they caught him, of course. But um, there was a partner that was there with him, and, and he fled um, from the exhibition. And, uh, you know, as this gentleman that swallowed the stone was uh, discovered. And um, uh, so what ended up happening is, is they took him into custody. And, of course, they did the really nasty thing of feeding him laxatives to get him to um, give up, if we want to use such terminology, the gem that he had swallowed. Uh, they did x-ray the gentleman and saw it in his gut, of course, as he had swallowed the stone. The unfortunate thing happened shortly afterwards, and as they discovered that the stone he had swallowed was a cubic zirconium. So he did not have the diamond that the uh, the gem dealer, the diamond dealer, had thought that he had. However, the gentleman that got away did as they, uh, uh, I should say, uh, suspected and alleged, the uh, the gentleman who got away did not, did uh, has not uh, this time that I'm aware of been caught, and um, the gentleman uh, they had a good ruse going on. Unfortunately, as uh, as hap- has happened here in the United States, uh, most people have done really crazy things, and, and they swallowed rings, and some people have uh, swallowed diamonds, and they have all been caught. And uh, this was obviously a case where somebody else has been following the news and uh, and had a, I, I'm not going to say a better idea because that's the wrong wording, um, but I would say a, a, a more thought out plan um, in the negative uh, to, to take advantage of someone. So um, anyway, so that was where, you know, that just happened at the beginning part, part of this month. And then um, also some really unique ideas, whether, you know, when we talk about um, handguns and rifles, it tends to polarize people. Uh, You know, some people are really for it and some people are really against it. And then there's the middle people who are in between and could not care less. However, in an effort to get great publicity, and I would say it is a novel idea, a couple of jewelers in the Tennessee and uh, Oklahoma area and Georgia, that's a few, I guess, have decided to offer to their customers local um, guns if you buy a certain amount or a certain type of ring with a certain value attached to it, engagement ring or otherwise. So if if you're a hunter and you're thinking about getting engaged and you go to a jeweler that's in in Tennessee, uh, if you buy your engagement ring from him, he will 
give you a rifle. So for every engagement ring you buy, you get a free hunting rifle. And uh, it's the same at these other stores that are promoting it. So you get a new rifle and um, you go home and you tell your wife or your engaged to be, uh, here's your engagement ring. I got a free rifle. I'm not sure if that sounds romantic or not. Remember, my goal here is to help you memorialize special moments. And um, let's just say it's unique. And, uh, you know, it kind of brings to mind those shows uh, that <laughs> I must admit I've never watched. But uh, like on some of the shows, they have hillbilly weddings. They've got the um, guys on the Forerunners, and uh, they're in camouflage, and they got the preacher out there, and the bride's on a Forerunner, and she's in a in a gown. And my mind is bringing me to camouflage gown, but I'm sure that's not what it was. Anyway, um, you know, so if you want to buy an engagement ring and get a free hunting rifle, there are stores around the country, mainly in the uh, south eastern area where I'm located, and I think it's kind of funny. Anyway, I, that's that was the uh, unique portion of the news. Also in the news, we find that Russia has uh, unearthed the great find of diamonds. I mean, a really, really big find of diamonds. It just turns out that these, um, these diamonds are more commercial grade, you know, used for industrial purposes. So that's, that's just what's happened recently. And then, um, just, uh, today, uh, Russia has, um, discovered that, uh, it's got a unique diamond that it's going to bring out on display and it's 158 carat rough diamond. Now I've seen pictures of it and it's, it's actually a really beautiful stone. Um, it's very adamantine and luster. You see all the different, uh, cleavages and fractures. And I think we can see some of those trigons, which are little triangle images you can see on, on, uh, rough stones. You can even see them, believe it or not, on, on polished diamonds around the girdles and where you might have a cavity or something and you'll see trigons. And if you see it on your GIA report, you know, you can look at that under the microscope. It's kind of cool. It, it happens on the, the outside, the skin, the, the rough portion of the skin of the diamond. Anyway, uh, but this diamond that's 158 carats, they valued it at $1.5 million. But, uh, you know, when you talk about cutting it up, they'll only get a few stones that'll produce several hundred thousand dollars. So my guess is, is that um, they may keep it on display. Uh, I think it's beautiful the way it is. It's, it's actually a really, really attractive piece of rough, not by specimen and type, just by size. It's so, it's so unique to see something that large. Um, and with it's just it's just beautiful to look at in its rough form, unique I I should say. Uh, so what's special about it is pretty much its size. So not in anything having to do with the quality of the rough itself. Um, so there, there's been a few you know sort of sort of not a whole lot of activity. You know I talked about the changes in the market. You know we talk about supply and demand and and uh, other types of resources for diamonds, there's not really been a lot of change. And everybody is still banking on the uh, Christmas season, you know, the American market as it's, as they talk about it around the world. When they look at the holiday season, we talk about, you know, for, for everyone who lives here in the U.S. and listening to this podcast, you know, Chris, Christmas time, uh, you know, no matter what your beliefs are, we, we, uh, most people tend to celebrate Christmas, not everyone, here in this country. And it is a big holiday for uh, purchases, uh, especially of high value, whether they be electronics or jewelry, even vacations. And, you know, people buy cars for their spouses. 
I mean, a lot of people, this is just a big event where a lot of people go over the top. And uh, what they're looking to, you know, a lot of your Indian dealers and your Chinese dealers uh, are looking to this market here in the United States for for a big push uh, on their on their purchases. And that means that uh, certain companies like the big chains and certain retailers will start calling and and uh, and getting moving in that direction their stocks for coming in. However, I don't see a lot of that happening yet. You know, some of the shows have gone fair, I should say, uh, as far as what sales and, and um, you know, the handshakes that are going on for the business that's going to transact. But I don't see a lot of energy. And I, I haven't heard a lot of a positive thoughts going on. Although I do have a friend who's opening up, I should say, changing his location, excitedly so. Uh, one of the one of the persons I, I uh, work with uh, worked with uh, in, in one of my past uh, positions. He's looking at creating a brand new store. Although it's not a new store per se, it's the same store. He's moving the location and he's building a whole new spot with, with everything just brand new. And he's really looking to drive it this holiday season. So for a, in a few cases, I've seen uh, you know some changes. A lot of the old uh, standard stores, the chain stores, they're sort of being cautious and not making some great changes. You know, buying conservatively. And uh, and some people are, are just sitting on their hands. I'm not sure what, what they're doing and what they expect to occur. But I do know that um, the, 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 the people that are going to be on top and really do things special and operate with, again, that high degree of personality, enthusiasm, and integrity that I think that everyone should operate in are going to do exceptional this holiday season. If you're just doing the run-of-the-mill humdrum kind of thing, you will you will make money. Uh, you, you will always make money, but you won't be over the top. And I know when we talk about these kinds of things, you know, everybody is price sensitive. And, uh, you know, the weird thing about pricing is, is that when we when we look at something we all, we have a a feeling of what something should cost but we don't always know what it should cost the sad thing is for those stores out there as we come into this holiday season a lot of them will be running uh, you know sales and i don't i don't mean that in the positive way i mean that in the negative way where what they'll do is they'll invigorate their customer base by giving their perception, they're giving a great discount. Uh, when in reality, it's it's a it's a it's a farce, meaning that they never meant or intended to sell it at X price. They priced it that way to reduce the price. And psychologically, you know, you can read many books on this, and uh, you you can find out that when you buy in that way. You still have no idea what the real cost is, but you feel better because you perceived that somebody dropped the price a whole lot. When in reality, they probably made more than the person who set a fair price and stood on it in, in the first time. And you know where you see this happen all the time, where you see this big increase of the ticket price and a huge drop is in uh, vacation spots. You know, whether it's be Hawaii, uh, on cruise ships, the Bahamas, where you have these jewelry stores out there, and I'm not sliding them. It is the way they do business, but they price the item in the case really, really high. 
And because you're a tourist or you're on vacation and you have that special moment you're making in this vacation, they uh, they really push you to buy it. And one of the ways that they do it is they tell you they're going to give it to you at 50% off or 70% off or or whatever their percentage may be. But I've, I've seen it happen to where it's 90% off and, and seeing these sort of sales situations where it turns out that even at that 90% off price, the, uh, the person paid more than they would have if they would have bought it from a jewelry store at home. And uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it, it all comes down to our feeling, not necessarily what the price is. It's how we feel about it when we walk away from the counter. So just be cautious when you're out there shopping uh, and you and you see these ads that come out about such and such being discounted or on sale. Make sure you're informed when you make those decisions and make sure you buy from somebody who's going to be there for you. You know, that's one of the things that happens around the world. You know, what used to be in this country that you did business with the, the local person and that local person then did business with you. And then you went back to that local person and you did future purchases with them. So they knew they couldn't take advantage of you. They knew they had to take care of you. And, uh, you know, every price they charged was a fair price uh, because they had to look at future business and they would see you at the different special events or at church or wherever it may be uh, that they would have seen you. So there was not this... Um, this disconnected uh, sort of sales approach that was a one-time sale that so many stores and individuals, uh, I shouldn't say, I don't want to give a, a, a bad taste for the industry, but there are stores who focus on this sort of one-time punch and and really try to uh, drive it emotionally or push it to where it's a short-term opportunity in an effort to close the deal and don't really think about, you know, six months from now when you have another birthday or another or an anniversary that's coming up, um, not just Christmas, uh, but maybe a, a daughter or a son's graduation. And, uh, you know, they, they I, I think that everybody should do business with the future in mind not just the present. Uh, so always deal with somebody that uh, you want will want to do business with in the future and do business with people. You know, I have a podcast about that, you know, how to find the right people you want to work with and find the right employees. Find somebody you want to work with that, uh, that you could see going back to, somebody who will remember your name and as somebody who can take care of you when you have problems, no matter what they may be, and help you solve them and help you make special moments. Anyway, uh, let's, let's just go back on to the scientific portion of this podcast now that I've kind of talked about the things that are happening and upcoming into our holiday season. Um, the AGSA set. And, you know, similarly, I talked about last week, the Hearts and Arrows, last podcast, it's been a little while, it's been about two and a half weeks since I've had a podcast. Um, I talked about the Hearts and Arrows viewer and how the Hearts and Arrows viewer works and the different hearts and arrows images you see. And if you go to my website, you'll actually see how the tool works. So I'm drawn up most of those images you see there. And, uh, you know, I got little theoretical uh, performance-based images 
that show you how it works and where the light comes in and goes out. And then the week before, or podcast before that, I did one on the Firescope, which is the grandfather of all of these sort of devices. And in a way, they're all related and all go back to that one device. No matter what device we talk about today or the images we look at today, they're all uniquely related to the piece of history that goes back to the first Firescope. And, um, you know, so the ASET is the, we would say, the next generation, in a way, from what would be the Firescope. And, and what it does is it's, um, it is a, a, a trademarked, copyrighted, uh, privately owned technology by the American Gem Society. And um, they, uh, they have used this device on their reports, the computer-generated images, um, and uh, they also use it in uh, some of the stores can request a special report that actually has the photograph. You can also buy the desktop uh, ASET, which is you know the term, and you know, we're using the, uh, the just the letter acronym there, um, ASET, which is Angular Spectrum Evaluate. Excuse me, I can't even talk. Evaluation tool, and that's what ASET stands for. It is patented. Uh, it was an original idea by Al Gilbertson, and uh, in conjunction with, uh, you know, some of the ideas that happened, we're talking about going into the 90s, uh, still related to the Firescope, uh, Diamond Profile Laboratory, when uh, Al worked with Diamond Profile Laboratory, and uh, another gentleman by the name of Kelsey, um, they used multicolored uh, little domes to test uh, where the, uh, the light was reflecting in from and coming back out to the eye. And, uh, you know, Al uh, actually uh, showcased that at, um, oh, it must have been the, no, I'm thinking it must have been the 2000, 1999, 1998 uh, GIA. I think I have that folder somewhere. It probably has the date in it um, where he sh- uh, showed his, uh, his special device. And, uh, you know, working at 8Star, for myself, uh, many years back, uh, we had the opportunity under the Symmetry Analysis Guild to really develop um, the tools uh, that Al had had the ideas on. And then um, we licensed that uh, technology to the American Gem Society during that time. So the ASET is an advanced form. In a way, I could say simplified form. There are some things I like about it the way they've changed it, and some things I don't. So we're talking about personal preferences. I do think that if you're an individual and you want to get the great idea of how a diamond is working, it's a fantastic tool. I do think it's far, far, far better than a Hearts and Arrows viewer. Um, and I, I would put the Fire Scope and the ASET in the same category as long as we're talking about actual performance images, not a computer-generated image, although they can map the image into a computer uh, from the A-set and apply that to a report. Also, I'm not talking about theoretical performance. I'm talking about actual performance in the device. The great thing about the Fire Scope and the A-set, the two things that are the same, is that you can tell by the differences in color as it's reflected back to the eye how beautiful a diamond may be by the placement or percentage of types of colors you see in it. Similarly, in the fire scope, when you see red, um, that is where the diamond will be brighter. Uh, And that is probably about the 
that's that's the area where it would be most similar between the two tools. The difference between the A-set and the fire scope would be where the uh, direct light would be in the fire scope, it comes out black. In the A-set, it comes out blue. Uh, and then in low angle lighting, uh, as opposed to high angle lighting, um, the low angle lighting you see in the A-set comes out green. And in the fire scope, you see that as pink. Uh, so there's a, a much greater degree of color separation. So when you're looking at it, if you can get in your mind's eye, sort of a radial compass, right? So you're looking at a circle, circle cut in half, and on one side of that compass is 180 degree, and another 180 degree on the, on the left-hand side, and in the middle, so we're looking straight up, if we're looking at the compass is 90 degrees up from that zero degree or 180 degree line. I know that was hard <laughs> probably to visualize, but I will have images on my website. Um, if you look at that, the uh, the light, the advancement from the fire scope where we're looking at something that had black, white, or pink, or red colors, they wanted to separate it even further and simplify which light was brightest, which light was most important. Where in the fire scope we see that is red or pink, um, and in the uh, uh, ASET device, we see that it's red or green. Um, and in the fire scope, it's black. In the ASET, it's blue. And that's the contrast we would see. So as we move the diamond, that's where the viewer would be. You know, our heads don't give off light. So when we look down onto the top of a diamond, and the dark areas we see are dark because it's reflecting our face. And our face isn't brightly lit up. So it doesn't really have a bright spot there. But you want to get the light that's coming from around the outside of our head. And they've broken it down a lot more than uh, what the fire scope would be. So anything that would be from about that 45 degree angle away from the head, right, up into about the, I'd say, 75 degree angle, or on the other side, uh, you know, 135 to 105 degree, so we've separated out, that's going to be uh, red from 45 to 75 degree angle, and then 135 to 105 degree angle, that would be red. So we can kind of think around the outside of where the viewer would be. So if you can imagine that compass and the diamond underneath, you know, that horizontal line, that's where the light would be coming in from outside. So the lights on the outside, or if we looked up and we could see lights on the ceiling, I mean, obviously a light that was directly behind our head wouldn't reflect into the diamond and make the diamond bright and beautiful. But lights off to the side of our head, right, in the ceiling, could reflect into the diamond and make it beautiful. And the ASET shows us where and how far away light is and uh, how it's interacting in the diamond and on what facets so we know what's making the diamond more beautiful. And we know that diamonds with a high degree of symmetry in, and I mean that in the right way, a high degree of symmetry, placement and symmetry in the facets where it's placed for performance. We know that those diamonds are always, always more beautiful than diamonds that do not have a high degree of symmetry. And you want to see in the A-set a lot more red. And in the main facets, like in the fire scope, you would see blue. And that would be where the viewer would obscure uh, uh, the lighting. And that's generally from that 75 uh, you know, all the way up to that 90 point and then over to 105. Again, if you'd imagine a, that sort of radial compass. Uh, maybe I'm using the wrong term. It looks like a half moon. It's a compass. You know, you can buy them. Um, 
And then below that, so if you're talking about 45, 45 to a zero or 135 to, a, to 180 degrees, that's along that outside edge. So if you look to your right and left, you know, as I turn my head and you can hear me, I'm getting uh, the, the sound goes away. But if I look towards my window or if I look towards my door, um, that's really at that 180 degree line from that where that compass is. Light coming into the diamond is not going to be very bright. It's not going to be very bright looking to the eye. It's not going to be very bright to you as it comes back out. So we want to know if the diamond is performing in that way. And that that's not necessarily poor performance. A certain amount of the diamond should perform that way. But mostly, it should perform with that red light reflected back to the eye. And in the case of where the viewer would be, it would be blue in the A set. It's an it's a extremely powerful tool. Uh, it shows you the most intense areas of color, where they're coming from, the less intense area of color, and of course, no intensity would be, this is their terminology, um, uh, no intensity uh, from uh, the, where the viewer would be. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful tool. If you get the opportunity to work with somebody who has an ASET, now what I will tell you is if they're using um, let, me, let me keep going back. If you do get the opportunity to work with somebody with an ASET, over any other tool, use it. You know, don't use the Hearts and Arrows viewer. Use the A set. They have a fire scope. Use a fire scope. Again, I'm not. I'm not biased either way. I think either one of those tools is uh, is a fantastic tool. I tend to, you know, I'm. I shouldn't say I'm not biased. I I am a little bit. I I am so used to using a performance based tool that uh, I'm very attuned or tuned to the subtle differences uh, in how the performance is in a fire scope that I don't need the multiple multiple color separations that those subtle differences that occur in the colors I could tell you if a table is tipped if a facet is placed at the wrong angle no matter where it is how it relates to the other portions in the stone I mean I can see all these things I could I could tell you uh, whether a, a, how possibly whether or not a, a diamond was a song you know, for its table portion in the rough with a laser, um, and then how they polished it afterwards, pushing that table, you know, how it looks in the, uh, f- the fire scope, all sorts of things you can tell on what the cutter has done to the diamond by any of these tools. The A set, I think, is a simplification of those subtle differences. It's a, it's a, uh, a degree of no longer having to tune your eye so much it uh, it makes it even easier. Although a six year old, as the joke may go, uh, can understand how a fire scope works, I think a four year old can understand how the A set works. It's it's a much easier uh, viewer uh, for the person who wants a much more simplified approach to testing performance. Now there are two different types of. A, uh, well, two different types. There are several types of A-set devices, and there are some generics that are out there. Um, the uh, A-set is in a desktop model, and it's also in a handheld loop model. Now, what, what what's going to be the differences? In the areas that would leak light, so if you're looking at a diamond that has no light return, under the desktop model, because it's tipping the diamond upside down and has uh, the backlit area has no lighting uh, to it. Um, 
it would be black in the areas where it would leak light. I think that's the area where I would say I'm most negative about. You know, I want to see a nice contrast where the where the stone is leaking. Uh, under the handheld, the loop itself, uh, it's much easier. It's more like the fire scope. You see white areas where the diamond is leaking light. You'll also see um, uh, some areas where the colors will change even further in those greens and those blues and those reds uh, to pinks and lighter greens in the handheld loop, um, you know, when, when I, uh, after uh, eight star, I worked at a store where I did their buying and we used the predecessor of the a set in a fire scope form. And it was a pretty cool tool. It was backlit and you could see all the different angles and colors. And I say angles, all the different areas where the light was coming back. Um, and this device was actually the predecessor, but was used, uh, for showing the differences in their performance pre-ASET AGS tool uh, creation. So if you have the opportunity to, uh, to look at a diamond or a store that uses the ASET, always, always use it. And know that, again, your red light comes from your brightest, most direct areas of light. The blue light you see in it comes from the, your, your head, um, or any light blocked by a portion of your body, just directly above, if you tip the diamond back a little bit towards you. And then your green comes from much lower uh, angle lighting. And a high degree of that wouldn't be desirable. The diamond would look flat. So, I mean, when we talk about those differences, and if we look at a diamond that's sort of flat, as steely looking, um, that would be our, our low angle lighting and it wouldn't be as uh, wouldn't be as bright looking and would look tend to tend to look a little bit smaller. So again, red is bright, green is less bright, and then blue is not bright at all. If you have the opportunity, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and put it on the site. I'm gonna build some images. There'll be bu- images I've built. If you want to see more, you can go to the AGS website and and see some of the the different uh, you know articles they have and PDFs and and um, I think they got a couple of PowerPoints out there that you can take a look at. I would always suggest that you take a look at this tool if you again have the opportunity and compare that again with the Hearts and Arrows viewer. If you have a jeweler who's informed, has the personality, enthusiasm, and integrity. They will let you look at these diamonds under anything and proudly so to help you make a great informed decision. Anyway, this is a, a podcast about the ASET, a little short sort of, um, I don't know, we want to call it review or uh, informational, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, I, I guess it's just a, a quick information. If you're not familiar with it, definitely take a look at it. And I think you'll be excited in how fun it looks. It's a really cool tool that'll help you make good decisions in uh, buying a diamond that you'll feel proud about giving. And, And of course, that's what you want to do when you want to memorialize those special moments. Again, if you've got any questions about our podcasts or any questions even about the A-Set or any questions about a Hearts and Arrows viewer or a Fire Scope or any of the other tools out there, Give me a call. You can call me at 803-792-1326. You may also go to my website, which is diamondanswerman.com. And on the right-hand side of that site, you will, uh, you'll be able to click a little button and it'll pop up. And if you have any sort of microphone or any attachment 
like you would use for Skype, right? You got your camera there, but it's also got a microphone on it. If you use that, you can send me a voicemail message right from the website, and I'll get that message. I'll hear it. I'll happily answer your questions. You may um, also email me at uh, jchristopher at diamondanswerman.com. That, again, is jchristopher at diamondanswerman.com. No spaces in there. Uh, And I'll happily answer your email messages. You'd like me to call you, I'll happily do that. And I do this just because I like it. It's the industry I love the most. It's, uh, It's part of my being. I've been doing this for Oh, goodness, 30 years now. And uh, so I eat, sleep, walk, talk, jewelry and diamonds every day. And uh, being married to a diamond polisher who uh, who today uh, polishes the rough, which would be my children, um, forming them into what I would hope would be my own beautiful diamonds in the future. Um, anyway, so uh, give me a call. Uh, reach me at my website. And as always... Make sure you make the right decisions to memorialize your special moments, no matter what you're buying, anniversary, engagement rings, or just memorializing that special moment of graduations or jobs. Give me a call, 803-792-1326. My name is Jay Christopher Gertz, and this is the Diamond Answer Man Show. (music) 